0: Welcome to the Alaska Realtor Livestream. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm an associate broker in Alaska and my mission is to help you to build an intentional and significant legacy for yourself and your family by coaching you in real estate. And the purpose of this live stream is to really show you guys what it's like living up here in Alaska and doing so by bringing people onto the live stream to talk about their experiences of living up here. So you get to hear from people who aren't just me talking about what it's like living up here in Alaska. And today we're very lucky to be joined by Sean and Erica. They recently moved up to um, moved up here to Alaska and, and um, successfully came through their uh, came through the first winter at Eagle River. so we're going to be talking about what their experience has been so far and you know I'll let you guys go ahead and um, ask any questions that you want of them before we get started though. one thing to keep in mind is these live streams are only as good as the questions that we have coming in. So if you do have any questions, concerns, anything like that, I mean, don't hesitate. If you're thinking it, chances are there's at least, you know, four, five, ten X people, not just now, but in the future. They're going to be watching this that are also thinking the same thing. So do not be shy. Throw your questions in there and uh, make sure your voice is heard. All right. Without further ado, Sean, Erica, thanks for thanks for being here.
1: Hey, Thanks for having us.
0: Yep, absolutely. So let's let's go ahead and just j- jump right into this then. So question number one: What you got? What got you guys thinking about moving to Alaska in the first place?
2: So I actually, um, <laughs> ever since we got together, I just I've always wanted to live in Alaska. We, when I was younger, my family moved us to South Carolina from Oregon, and I just didn't want to be in the heat anymore. <laughs> and so just. I wanted to be back back with the mountains and just Alaska just sounded really cool, someplace I've never been, and it was always a bucket list. And uh, well, I think for the past three or so years, I was constantly just sending houses. And then uh, he got a job offer, and I said, "Let's jump." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, sounds like uh, sounds like you did not need a whole lot of persuading.
2: <laughs> I did not. I don't know about him, but no, I didn't <laughs> really. <laughs>
0: So did you guys get a chance to, to come up and visit here before you decided to, to make the leap?
1: We had plans to. Um, this was, what, three years ago now, um, then COVID happened. We had plans to come up, and we were looking at different options. We were thinking about maybe renting a camper and maybe exploring some of the different towns or doing one of the cruises, but it didn't work out because of COVID. Everything was shut down, so unfortunately, we had, had to just move up cold turkey. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those were uh those were wild days. Like <laughs> and I know some of you in the I know some of you in the uh, in the stream right now are you know went through that yourself, but yeah, it was chaos there for a while trying to figure out how to move up here during COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, absolute madness. Yeah. All right, so let's see how quickly. So once you guys decided you wanted to wanted to kind of make it happen, sounds like it was all kind of just hinging upon. You know, that job offer coming in. Uh, so once I mean, you have the job offer accepted and everything, like how quickly were you guys able to, to make that transition?
2: So we actually pushed it out a couple months. I think the job offer came in like September or October.
1: And they wanted me November, but I was like, <laughs> ah, that can't, that can't happen. I need a little <laughs> more time. So from what, September to, we, are, we were here January 24th. So that's what, like three
2: months. Yeah. And we, I think we officially left North Carolina in um, January 14th was our last day there. So mm. and then that's when we officially started making the transition. But it took it took a couple months. I wish we had probably a little bit longer. It was kind a of bit frantic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because, so I mean, you guys were not basically. just moving in. You were moving in from, like, almost as far away as you could get.
1: Right. I had, a, I had just a – we had just amassed. Uh, a lot of things that, uh, I didn't even know we had so much stuff. And so we <laughs> needed to get rid of things, but it was a lot of hand meals. It was our first house that we got in North Carolina. So we had ended up <laughs> getting a lot of hand me down things that we had squirreled away in the attic and everywhere else. And it was like, Oh, what are we going to do with all this stuff? <laughs> and it, it was pretty frantic, but it, it all worked out pretty well. Once we just whittle away at it a little bit every day and, and, uh, here we are.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So when you guys were moving up here, um, remind me, did you guys use the Alcan? Did you just get a moving company? How did you get all your stuff here?
1: So she was working remotely. Um, so she flew to Oregon and stayed with one of her friends
2: in Oregon and was able to
1: work. And, uh, I had already given my job notice. I was out. And so I drove, I, I had bought a, I'd sold my, I had a little, uh, little beer car i sold that bought a truck and I packed all the things that I that we needed to have for the first uh first little while clothes um some kitchen utensils just every all the basic things that you need I packed and basically made my truck a moving vehicle and I drove that all the way to Seattle and then I put it on a barge and had it sent up um it took a while to get here I didn't expect that I thought it'd be a lot quicker but I think it ended up taking it about a month there's a big jam up in uh whittier. whittier so i don't know if that would be ideal for everybody if somebody had if, if you've got things that really need to be there with you the barge might not be the best idea
2: yeah but we um we sold ev- just about everything and so it was, it was a huge huge decision do we get a moving company and have them ship everything or do we just start completely over And I think one of the biggest deciding factors for us is ever since we moved in together, everything's been kind of hand me down. Nothing's ever been like ours or we never really got to build it ourselves. So, um, we sold everything and stuff that was really sentimental. We put in a storage unit until we were able to go back and then ship everything. Mm -hmm. So, so which wasn't a lot. It was like a small, like, if you think of one of those little moving pods, it was probably one of those worth of stuff. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So just, um, yeah, not a not a whole whole lot, but sounds like you guys definitely did consolidate down.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot. But. I definitely recommend that. Sell everything you can. So.
0: Yeah, I mean I've said it before, but yeah, when I came up it was like two checked bags and a carry-on. So most <laughs> people are not in a position to do that though. Right. All right. So we've, deal, <laughs> uh, got some questions rolling in here already. So let's, let's knock these out of the park. So coming in from Michael Donovan, what do you wish you brought with you from home that you miss?
1: Probably some of my tools. Um, I can't think offhand, but I ended up getting rid of, uh, quite a few tools that I might wish I'd have kept my hands on because, um, it ended up being a little bit easier to, to ship via air cargo than I had anticipated. So, with that in mind some of the more expensive tools like my drill press uh had a really nice weedier things like that I probably would have held on to um what about you
2: um me I the, the way I decorated the home there's a lot of pieces that in this house I really wish I had because it'd be perfect in that spot and I can't get them anymore <laughs> um so there's just some decorative pieces and then I think I over purged the kitchen so now I'm I'm like I have this item where is it at I was like oh yeah put it in the box and.
0: yeah absolutely yeah i I think uh i think you're gonna find quite a bit of items like that too where it's like i wish i'd help like okay yeah actually just before like we got on the live stream i was going back looking at like my old um looking at my old uh facebook post from when i was selling stuff when i moved up here um and i was looking at it i was like oh man i really missed that that tiny little um, like a tiny little beanie bag, like bamboo uh, <laughs> baboon thing back in the day. Like I really wish I had that. I wonder if I can find that somewhere online. So yeah, you're uh, gonna find little things like that just even yours out. And
2: right. then an, another one would be um, if they, if they made these things easy to ship, we would probably probably would have kept it. But unfortunately, they break when they move when you move them. It was our hot tub. Definitely missed the hot. Time. Yeah, that,
1: that was, <laughs> we missed that. that's probably is the
0: thing we missed the most. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah, just got the got mine installed uh, in the winter time or right around the beginning of the winter, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk. I'm sure we can compare notes and yeah, all we'll that. To, but I, I didn't realize say. you had to become like an amateur chemist to like make it work. <laughs> it
1: gets easier.
0: Okay, man, that makes me feel better. So a question here from Monica, what was the name of the, the shipping company? So, um, uh, Scare so
1: you- Cargo, um, we used.
2: And then the barge was Linden.
1: Linden for the barge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was, both were very easy process. That's actually something, um, that I, I wish I was a little more reassured of in the beginning of how easy it was. Cause I, in, in my mind, I was thinking of all the things that could go wrong. And, um, what if they don't take this? What if it's too much? Um, It it worked just like the website said, they lay out some things that you can and can't, I think ammunition they wouldn't allow you to take on the barge and then anything uh, going air cargo can't have lithium batteries in it and but they're very, uh, they're very open on their website about what you can and can't take and then you get there and it's just a very easy simple process. Mm
2: some of the battery things, because like with um, with some of the outside tools that we have, they said as long as you tape up the ends of the battery, that's one way you can get around that. So it, some of this stuff was just a little weird, but definitely worth calling it ahead
1: mm-hmm. and finding out. But I found both Lyndon and Last year cargo's website to be pretty well laid out. Mm-hmm. They answer most questions on there. Oh yeah.
0: Yep. So did you have any issues with, because uh, I know like the the ferry right now, there are issues with them not going all the way up to like uh, Whittier or uh, really any locations they're docking. I, I can't remember the name of the town. I know it's bad. I think it's like Ketchikan or something like that, but you have to stop and then you have to take the road, but it takes you through Canada anyway. So um, I'm assuming the barging companies probably aren't running into any issues like that, are they?
1: not that i know of i didn't um i guess because you can ride on the barge i didn't i flew up um after i put my truck on but um i know there was a lot of trouble i think that that was back when there was a there was something going on in whittier at the time and that's where it ended up they unloaded in whittier and i believe they loaded up the truck on a on a cargo truck and took it into anchorage i don't think the barge ever went into anchorage Um, i don't know if they i don't know about them stopping on the in towns along the way they may that might have been part of why it took took a while
2: yeah because so it was only supposed to take a couple of weeks and it ended up taking almost two almost i think it was months. about a month I yeah thought, yeah a little over a month but that could coach. be
1: not normal yeah that might not be standard
0: yeah but Probably also could. that also does sound pretty in line with, uh, with my previous experiences working with people who've moved up here where they're like yeah it took way longer than scheduled so maybe just whatever amount of time they give you, like just assume it's gonna be double that.
1: Right, that would be safe to say. Just don't put anything on there that you have to have immediately.
0: Absolutely. All right, another question here from Monica, Uh, having a debate. So do you guys prefer the four wheel drive or all wheel drive? And you also have studded tires and uh, what do you guys find to be the, the most helpful?
1: so I've had I've had both right now I've got a uh, Ram 1500 four-wheel drive but I have um, all terrains on there which aren't great at all for these kinds of conditions up here I I need to get some better winter tires I haven't yet I will next year for sure but uh the truck and four-wheel drive did pretty good I, I found the plows to be pretty timely and uh by the time everybody drives on the Glen. It packs everything down to the point where I didn't really have much trouble in the Ram, but I did have a Buick that was all-wheel drive, or no, it was it was
2: uh,
1: front-wheel drive with studded tires, and that did fantastic as long as it wasn't the day after that, like six feet of snow we got in like three days. That I didn't drive the car during that time, but um, I found the whole rest of the winter I didn't have any trouble in front-wheel drive uh, with studded tires.
0: Yeah, welcome to Alaska. Like that was one of the the biggest snow dumps we've had in decades. So <laughs> <laughs> all at once. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I mean i I'd, I'd say for me, so I got around just fine for years with a uh, with a Honda Civic Hybrid, um, front wheel drive and all season tires, not even studded. So I was able to get around just fine. That being said, I had to pick my battles very very carefully in the <laughs> winter time. So it can be done you got all wheel drive, four wheel drive. I mean, that's preferable, but it's not the end of the world if uh, that's not what you got. Mm-hmm. I drive yes, a I Prius now makes- too, if that uh, gives you any idea for the <laughs> amount of horsepower you need to get on the roads. <laughs> all right. A couple questions real quick here from uh, from Chris. So any pets, did you guys have any pets come along?
1: Yeah, we've got uh, we've got two cats. Uh, we um, We got kind of a funny story about that. We had, uh, we had done all this logistical planning and uh, we contacted the airline we we're gonna be flying with. And the plan was to, since Erica was going to Oregon, the plan was for her to just fly with both cats, one in cargo and one in her lap to Oregon. And then that's where the cats would be um, because I had to drive across the country with a truck loaded laden with stuff. <laughs> and then we got to the airport and that was not so. Things mm-hmm. had changed.
2: they they changed only because i was flying i was supposed to be flying alaska air to the west coast from from uh north carolina and but by the time i got there my flight had got canceled moved up and then switched to a different airline which is where some where that problem occurred they had different rules with the temperatures with the pets being in cargo Mm
1: so they all all the airlines have their own little weird stuff so that's definitely something to maybe double check into because we did do the groundwork and then things were different. So I had to uh, drive a cat across the country, which (laughs) I wasn't planning on. And it really kind of threw a wrench into things. I had to find pet friendly hotels, which really narrowed down my options when I was stopping for places to rest. And wasn't the greatest, but it was doable for sure. I think you can get your pets shipped up, but I think it's pretty expensive to do that.
2: It is, but it also the temperatures have to be. Different. Well, no, you can
1: get services that will oh, ship right. your pet, but you, you pay a lot for that, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean that's really what I remembered. I remember uh, putting one of my uh, dog of mine on the plane and sending it up before, and I mean it was in like um, College Station, Texas, so it's was, it was pretty warm over there, so very difficult to find like just that perfect time where like the Flight would only leave like around noon or so, but it also couldn't be any hotter than like, I think it was like 91 or something like that. So yeah, we really had a thread of the needle on that one. We had to go back like two or three times to finally get like the perfect combination (laughs) there.
2: Yeah, fine with him and fine with the little one, at, 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 like up front in the cabin with me was great and was super easy. And then yeah, he was already like probably 20 minutes into his drive, and I had to call him I'm like, you <laughs> gotta come back to the airport. And I'm like, but I'm giving you, I'm giving you our oldest cat because he loves being in the vehicle anyways. So my he's not gonna scream the whole time.
1: <laughs> I wanted a peaceful, easy drive, and it was not that way. But <laughs>
0: not not getting your NPR ride all the way across the country, huh?
1: <laughs> no wasn't in the cards.
0: All right. So a quick question coming in here from Brandon. Is the snow melting there now?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we can uh, we can finally see our backyard. And <laughs> we, we have little patches uh, out front, maybe about half the front yard and probably three quarters of the backyard is all melted and good to go now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely melting. But uh, yeah, I was in Eagle River. The other morning, and uh, I was not a fan of that big snow dump that suddenly showed (laughs) up in May. Like, not pleased at all.
1: Um, Yeah, it snowed like crazy yesterday for hours.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got I got told that whenever I left to go on my trip, because it was nice and it was warming up and everything, and he said when when, as soon as I left, it was snowing or raining (laughs) every day I was gone. (laughs) He's like, you brought the he's like you left and the cold came back.
1: Yeah, I felt like we would finally climbed into, like, the very low 50s, and then all of a sudden, I look outside, and it's snowing.
2: <laughs> not there it,
1: yet.
0: It, it's such a soul crusher, because, I mean, <laughs> you're still ready for, like, winter. I mean, the winter activities are are done. Like, we don't have enough snow for that. It's not cold enough. So we can't really do the, the winter activities, but we can't do summer stuff yet either. So it's like this weird, In between. hateful middle ground that nobody likes. Yeah, the
1: transition the seasons are my my least favorite uh seasons for sure.
0: Yep, absolutely. All right, got another quick question coming in here from where is it? There we go. Coming in from Michael. So, how often have you run into moose and bears in town? Um, he's been seeing reports of moose going into city hall <laughs> to pay bills and running down walkers <laughs> on the sidewalks
1: that's no lie there i think recently didn't a uh, regional hospital have a moose you just walk right in
2: and a movie theater
1: and a movie theater i <laughs> heard so yeah you see them all the time that's kind of one of my favorite things about being up here i love i love seeing wildlife and it's just wildlife everywhere and uh yeah we probably see moose uh, they're
2: always in the backyard always in the backyard
1: and- probably at least yeah a few times a-, a month you'll see you'll see every usually when we're <laughs> We're driving into town. We'll see one off near the base. We're always along the fence line and sometimes they will just walk right in the middle of the road, <laughs> driving in town.
2: Haven't seen any bear yet. Uh, not yeah, we personally, haven't seen any bear. but the, That's yeah, true. The reports are just right the, from where they're being seen are right down the road. So it's not, they're not far, but we just haven't seen them yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you guys kind of, uh, it's probably just a matter of time till you at least see a black bear, especially mm-hmm. there in Eagle river. So we yeah. I mean, the thing is, like Eagle River is right up against the, the Chugach State Park. And so there's about 50 square miles of land where you can't really, you know, actively go bear hunting. And so that whole area has just got all these bears just just populating that little area there. The only time I've actually run into a bear was when I was running through Eagle River, like one of the, the residential neighborhoods. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I th- I'm sure we'll see some here because uh, I have a buddy at work who lives uh, two minutes up the road, and he's ha- he had a black bear near his trash cans earlier last year. So I'm sure now that we're here, we'll hopefully see some.
2: Made sure to spend the extra five bucks a month to get the the, the bear-proof trash cans.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean realistically, the bear wants to get in, it's gonna get in. So <laughs> right. I might save the money.
1: <laughs> we want to give them a challenge, though. You know, I don't make it too easy.
0: Exactly. <laughs> All right. Coming in here from Brandon, why did you choose Eagle River?
1: Um, it's, I like how quiet it is here and there's even less people than Alaska already <laughs> has. And <laughs> it's, it's, a uh, it's like a self-sufficient community. You, you almost don't have to go into town. Usually the only things I've got to go into town to get on my weekends is like, if I want to go to Lowe's, but there's, uh, trustworthy hardware, there's AIH hardware, and they've got most everything you need. So just kind of a quiet little community.
2: We wanted to be outside of the city because where we were at in Anchorage, it was just super loud all of the time. We were right next to the airport. Yeah. So, and then we were right next to a highway. So that didn't help. And we just, (laughs) we wanted we wanted peace and quiet so we're like okay well we're going to be a little outside of anchorage but not we didn't like at first we were looking at wasilla but i don't have to commute so i don't have to drive so i was worried about him yeah i didn't want to drive that
1: far so
2: so we landed in eagle river and the moment we drove through it for the first time we we fell in love with it and it's It's just like this is home (laughs) very
1: beautiful views and there's a lot of really cool trails nearby you can you can do that are just within throwing distance so
2: I find it walk- very very walkable there's trails that go everywhere
1: it's yeah, not I mean, as likeable as Anchorage is, but i guess hiking wise not too bad
0: i mean not at all like i remember um, um you know lived in eagle river uh, moved out to wasilla last year uh, around the july time frame i'll probably be moving back to the eagle river probably around into july august or so i just had an airbnb opportunity out here i needed to need to jump on Uh, Long story. Anyway, I'll probably be moving back to Eagle River. But one of the things I like about Eagle River is I literally could walk everywhere. (laughs) Like I walked to my office and I just had like a church right down the road at like the grocery store right there. And um, I would go like an entire week without ever driving the car.
2: Yeah,
1: it is nice. There's far less traffic and commotion and good food and good breweries and yeah.
2: super nice days my my favorite coffee shop is just right down the hill so i'm just like all right i'm going to take an hour and i'm going to walk down there and then sit for a minute and then walk back it's it's nice yeah we're
1: very excited for summer to hit and start walking down uh, some of those places Mm -hmm.
0: yeah absolutely so one more question here, and then we'll get on with our scheduled programming. So, coming in from Costa 16 Auto, and what kind of jobs or industry have you settled in in Alaska? Um, if you're willing to share,
1: um, I I work for Alaska Airlines, and uh, I know there's a there's tons of aviation jobs out here um, at the at Ted Stevens. Um, my company's hiring. There's there's other cargo companies that are hiring for all kinds of positions uh, for mechanics, like what I do, but also for like customer service advocates and um, things like that. Um, I know there's a lot of oil jobs up north, but I don't know too much about that. That's not my uh, area of expertise, but.
2: As far as job opportunities go, you see the the, um, hiring signs, it, just about in every establishment you walk into. Yeah, a
1: lot of places are hiring like that. Mm. Yeah, you know, like businesses and stuff are always looking for people.
2: Mm-hmm. Now I I work remote, so I still work Eastern Eastern Standard Time. So uh <laughs> I mm. work for an HVAC company, but I yeah my day starts off at 4 a.m. and off at one. So I'm not really into the job industry. But what <laughs> I can
1: what I can speak for in aviation, there's tons of tons of jobs for that out here.
2: Mm-hmm
0: yeah, I mean, I can vouch for that. A number of the people I've worked with recently were right there in that aviation field. so that uh, it makes a hundred percent sense. Um, as far as the the jobs that are available out there, um, you know, kind of like what they said, there are plenty of opportunities, but it might not be in your specific field right now. Um if mm-hmm. you have some kind of like hard skills, like you're um you're a mechanic, you're a handyman contractor, something like that. Odds are very good you're going to be able to find something within like a couple of days of trying. Mm -hmm. If you are, you know, coming in and your your skill is like CPA or something like that, you know, the opportunities are going to be there. You're going to have to do some more networking and really kind of dive into the area to to really find those opportunities, though.
2: Absolutely.
0: All right. So. What were your expectations for winter, and uh, were they accurate?
1: Yeah i I think the the winters here definitely get pretty cold. But the thing I noticed, uh, and I work out I work outside uh, sometimes, and I noticed that it just doesn't seem to be very windy in Anchorage. And I kind of thought that it would be like really really cold, but also really windy. So it doesn't end up feeling too bad if you dress and prepare for it. You might end up wearing more layers than you anticipate but it's i feel like it's pretty manageable pretty manageable uh, unless you do get that rare windy day but i've only been here for a year and a half so i don't know if that's normal or not but i i felt like uh i felt like the winters are probably not quite as bad as i had imagined
2: yeah i thought they were going to be much much worse So I thought that there was going to be more snowfall. It's like that dry
1: cold. I feel like the dry cold is kind of uh, not so bad.
2: Yeah, I thought the roads were going to be a a little less drivable than what they are. But I I think my expectations were worse for what I thought (laughs) than what they actually are. (laughs) It's
0: like, were you expecting just a lot more snowfall or what were you Mm -hmm. expecting?
2: Well, so coming from the state that that we're in, if it snowed, it was horrible. It was horrible. There's no, there's no up road upkeep. There was nothing. Grocery store shut down. You can't find groceries anywhere. Here it's oh, they get like, like, like what we had
1: just yesterday, and there, the bread aisle would be empty. You wouldn't be able to find
2: <laughs> bread, eggs, and milk, which made no sense to me. But um, yeah, no, here I was like, oh boy, we're getting snow. I would always like our, I think our first couple grocery trips, like I dreaded. I was like, we're not gonna be able to <laughs> find anything, <laughs> and I walked in there and it was just, it's just normal. So I was, mm. it's. I was, expecting, continue. <laughs> I was expecting a lot worse so and then um the driving conditions like I don't drive a lot right now but whenever I do it's not it's not as bad as what I thought it would be
1: there's so. definitely days yeah where, Yeah. there's definitely days where it could be pretty bad
2: you gotta be a little more careful but I I was just ex- I think I, don't, I was expecting like <laughs> I don't know we'll go to apocalypse <laughs>
0: yeah it's like you you expect like something from the revenant or something when you're,
2: you're, right. well, cause when whenever, you're you ask, whenever you ask the internet like hey what's the weather like and you ask anybody on like um i don't know you go to the, some of these alaska pages and some of some people will be like don't come up here unless you know how to drive in the snow it's it's not for the, it's not for like the pain of heart and they'll be like it's real it's really bad you don't want to move up here it's too cold especially if you're if you're used to living in the south and like people tried to sway us like and so the vi- the vision that we got at first was just i would like, oh. it's, it's not for
1: <laughs> it's not for everybody i mean
2: but it's doable. if you're really
1: cold at first then it probably will be bad but i think jamin i think you said in, in one of your videos before that you'll get used to the cold mm-hmm. and i think that everybody i agree i think everybody would get used to it especially being here long enough. And especially nowadays, I feel like warming layers are so much better than they used to be. Mm -hmm. My my work bought us these uh, Carhartt Yukon Extreme Jackets and it's so light and and doesn't feel like you're wearing a very heavy jacket, but it's extremely warm. Mm -hmm. I think that there's something to be said about that.
2: And you get used to the cold because the temperatures pretty much stay pretty even. Mm There's not like a thirty degree change in one direction or the other. Oh
1: Is that us? I don't know. You seem to have lost audio. No. <laughs> Oh, oh, there
0: you go. There we go. <laughs> okay, so uh, what was I saying? Mm. Yeah, that's right. You guys couldn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have well, anyone remind say me. Um, mm, let's um, see. Oh yeah. You guys had the uh, the weather patterns with like North Carolina right there with the um, uh, with the ocean. So I'm sure that like really threw off all the um, threw off all the weather patterns there in the area and kinda. Anchorage is next to the ocean, but not really just because you've got that, that little inlet thing that just travels so far to actually get to Anchorage. So realistically it's, you don't really have the weather patterns getting interrupted by the ocean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, yeah that is, wind right. makes such a difference though. Like, you know, being out <laughs> in the Matsu Valley, like it's, it's no joke out there. Sometimes.
1: I've heard about the, the Valley winds. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, got a comment from Chris here, like, yeah, the valley takes all the wind <laughs> for you. So
1: yeah.
0: that's yeah, uh man. that's definitely true. That's true. Yeah. There is no lie there. Like I had <laughs> um I think the the fastest the wind got out here. Okay, I think I lost power one time because of the wind out in the, the Matsu Valley. Um I was surprised to hear in Eagle River, you guys actually lost power more than I did this winter, <laughs> so
2: we were we were lucky where Our, we're at we didn't we yeah didn't it
1: was it weird once. um everything where that fred myers is down to Chugiak lost power a few times but we were fine where we were at i don't think we lost well we did lose power a couple times but um I think a couple fun. times they lost power and it was just half of eagle river it was weird
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i've got some investment properties there so i mean i got to hear about it every time the uh, the power <laughs> went out so uh, and I was like, yeah, there's not a lot I can do. I'm just going to go <laughs> rushing into the store with my little, uh, my little toolbox.
1: Right, yeah. A little I don't think I'm there.
0: <laughs> not going to do a whole lot of good. <laughs> All right. So real quick here, what? So you guys have kind of lived here for, um, let's see, a little over a year at this point, about a year and a half. So um, how have you found the cost of living?
1: Oh, it, it's a bit more. Um, definitely not as expensive as, as some cities for sure. And I'll say I don't think it's as much as we thought it was going to be for, for items. I think we were a little bit a little bit more relaxed when we took our first grocery trip. Stuff's a little bit more expensive, but I don't think it's near as bad as uh, what we've been led to believe. Because um, sometimes some of the information gets conflated, like some of those villages up north pay a lot of money for basic items. and But Anchorage, you kind of have the benefit of having a robust supply line. And I think that kind of keeps prices down. But uh, I guess real estate's a little high, vehicles are a little high, just because it costs a lot more to get vehicles up here. And um, I guess availability of housing um, can cause a little bit more expense. But I think most, uh, most jobs pay, pay a decent amount more to try to compensate for that. It seems, and uh, definitely, definitely affordable. There's definitely a lot more expensive places in the country
0: to live. I think. Yeah, I mean, I really want to want to second that. That I mean, employers <laughs> do pay more because the cost of living up here is more. I was I was talking with somebody who um, uh, lives in Oklahoma, actually, just earlier today, and we we're talking about you know the what he could expect to be renting for his first year he's just looking at a house and uh he was like oh three thousand dollars that's that's a lot and i was like okay well you're also going to be making more so you know you're uh if you try to like work down in oklahoma and then live up in alaska like it's going to absolutely eat you alive but you know if you're uh you know working up here earning the wage here you're probably going to be okay
2: mm-hmm
1: so all right board too and sometimes we'll, we'll go back to the east coast and we'll feel like we're paying a lot of money for stuff and then we'll go out to eat and we'll be like oh but it's just about as much as we would spend in alaska <laughs> for food and so I don't know, some of that <laughs> comes into play
0: yeah well then you go to places like california and <laughs> um, i'm not i'm not sure what's going on there like we had a conference that was going on there i'm not going to bash any particular state I wasn't pleased to be there though. So we'll leave it (laughs) at that. But I went there and uh, apparently they have some new raw law or rule that says that you can only split the check only maximum two ways. So if you have like a big group of people, like you better pray like at least two of you have uh, have enough on your, your balance to be okay. But,
1: But
0: yeah, there was that, but I mean a lot, even there, like the cost of like food and stuff, like seems, seems lower. Or at least mm-hmm. comparable. <laughs> all right, so we've got a question here from Ashley. What kind of heat are you all using?
1: Uh, we've got baseboard heating with the boiler setup.
0: Yep. And Ashley, what the what the baseboards are is you've got these copper pipes that run along the the um, run along the bottom of the floor, um, right at like the the bottom of the of the wall, I should say. And usually they're gonna be right under the windows and a couple other sections of the wall too. And you've got the boiler in the garage, if I recall correctly, is where it's usually gonna be. And it shoots the hot water through those copper pipes. Obviously water's not shooting anywhere. It's contained within the pipes, but it warms up the pipes and then that radiates off heat. And it's actually one of the more efficient ways to, to keep a house warm. And the boiler is usually going to be a lot more, a lot more predictable and a lot more durable than you're going to find with most other heating sources.
1: Yeah, we had a couple problems with our boilers. My expansion tank and safety valve went out, and I found it to be very user serviceable. And right down the wor- uh, road, uh, Extreme Heating and Air had all the parts I needed to fix it. They're they're not super complicated. There's YouTube videos that uh, people go over about um, parts that go bad different things you can do to fix it and um, that saved us a little bit of money so i just went on youtube what do i need to do and just doing a new expansion take safety valve and like an hour is back back to running so they're pretty simple when you look at them
0: yeah well i mean it's good to have the, that that skill set for me i i would have said th- okay i'm not proud to say this <laughs> it took me no joke about an hour and a half to fix like the the You know, that little flapper in the toilet that like, you know, shuts. Yeah, it took me an hour and a half to get that fixed. And even then, like, finally, I just got to the point I replaced the filter valve. I replaced just about everything still wasn't working. Finally, I just pulled out the the flapper, looked on the reverse side of it. There's this little dial, turn it a little bit to the left, and that fixed it.
1: (laughs) Oh, we live and we learn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I probably would have, I would probably freeze though. <laughs> um, I'm always gonna call somebody if I have issues with my heat.
2: <laughs> yeah, well we we tried to call and um, but they're like, oh, we can't get so we I don't know what company it was. I have no idea. Well, we had it. a home
1: warranty, so we were like, oh, let's just we, let's just use that because we have it. But the, I guess everybody else in Eagle River lost heat too, so it was gonna be like five or six days before they said they could make it out to us. And I'm like, ah,
2: <laughs> like, YouTube. Like <laughs> We, yeah we lived, we had the fireplace going for quite some time which mm-hmm. only heats the upstairs and only that and only those rooms right there and um but other than that I think we turned on the heating blankets and stuff until the next morning until we I couldn't but
1: <laughs> I can't speak for every house but I feel like our house and probably all the others out here too hold heat very well so even it was probably a full 24 hours before I could fix it and I think we only lost like 10 degrees or something like that it wasn't very much and so I guess it would be good to have an auxiliary form of heating for emergencies. But
2: and it was in the negatives when that happened too. <laughs> yeah, it was during
1: the first big snowstorm, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh shoot, you'll, uh, you'll got kind of the the baptism by fire, then, huh? <laughs> yeah.
2: It was like negative three outside. We don't have heat, but with the house that through and the, the entire. thermostat keep
1: going down. It's supposed to go up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I had that happen to me a couple months ago, like the power went out. And I mean, I've got the the wood stove like all set up. I was like, yes, this is my moment. I can shine. <laughs> I feel totally justified now in this uh, installing this wood stove. And it lasted like maybe two hours. You know, I was like, well, OK, <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to it. Just kind of being a nice ambiance for the room. Right. All right. So we've got a question here from Brandon. Are home warranties regularly offered and available up in that area? Um, so Brandon, um, it's uh, it's in the past. It's been more common than not that the seller would just pay for it, um, but it's about a four, fifty-five, fifty-dollar expense, and um, it's becoming less and less common. Um, luckily for Erica and Sean, we were able to make it happen because they'd been on there for a while. So we had um, um, quite a bit more negotiation leverage than if the property was just brand spanking new on in the market. But it's going to kind of depend. Um, I've seen it become less common in the past couple of years just with how competitive it's been. All right. So let's oh, actually talking a little bit about houses. Let's go on tackle this one. So what are the houses like? I mean, you guys are coming in from, from North Carolina. So I'm assuming the houses are going to be a little bit different. So were there any big differences that really just stood out to you?
1: That's a good question. I don't think there's, they're not totally different. Um, We're in a split level and there were split levels in North Carolina too.
2: but Not a lot. Not a lot.
1: No, I think it was kind of a, like a seventies thing. And then it, Uh, maybe went out a lot of uh, a lot of houses that we saw were well North Carolina is getting a lot more people moving there and so it's forcing the development of all these uh different subdivisions and so usually a builder like D.R. Horton will come through and just build all these cookie cutter houses and that's what we lived in before is a decent enough house but it's just one of those vinyl siding slab foundation houses all of them kind of look the same (laughs) That that's a lot of what we saw in North Carolina. And Here it seems like not that way. It seems like every house kind of has its own like unique features. I feel like mm-hmm. from what I've seen.
0: Yeah, the big subdivision developments you really don't see a whole whole lot of that. You do a little bit in Anchorage, very very small um, degree, like Eagle River, like looking at uh, specifically like Powder Ridge. Um, Eaglewood, Parkview Terrace, places like that, but each of the houses are going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, obviously we are building up here for the conditions. So one of the big things that uh, Sean mentioned before, our houses do tend to retain heat better than what you would find in, um, you know, like North Carolina. Um, Like I went down to um, Florida just a little bit ago, and uh, I was just kind of walking around like in the Airbnb I was in. I was like, man, I something tells me this property would not retain heat very well at all if it suddenly <laughs> just snapped down to like 40. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, something else that's uh, something else that uh, that really the homes in just Alaska and Eagle River um, as well are are built a little differently is to actually move and sway with the ground when you get any big earthquakes that are coming through.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that really is a, really is a big one. Um, back in the 64 earthquake, like it rumbled through and like pretty much leveled most of Anchorage. like in that that one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they went in and changed a lot of the, the rules and regulations since then to trying to make it a little bit uh, give us a better fighting chance if that were to happen again. But yeah, that was just such a enormous magnitude kind of earthquake. I'm not really sure many houses would be able to to withstand that regardless what the codes are, because it it not only was like a really violent shake, but it also lasted for about five minutes. So, yeah. Oh, actually, this is a good one. So have you guys had any earthquakes in your time in Eagle River so far?
1: I think we've had a few. A few um, good ones. they've been pretty mild though, I think. Um the the biggest one was just big enough to where I knew it was an earthquake without having to look it all, up online. Whereas previously it was like, oh, things are creaking. Is that an earthquake? And you look up like <laughs> But no, there was a pretty good one um well, I guess a few months ago that you didn't have to do that. yeah <laughs> like, oh, that was definitely an earthquake.
2: Yeah, he was upstairs i was downstairs working all of a sudden all of our monitors and uh started shaking and my computer <laughs> shut off because it like wiggled on, like we we have to replace some of the outlets in the house so it unplugged on my computer and everything started shaking i was like i was like okay what do i do because it was a big it was like a bigger one than like what we were used to normally you're like okay it's shaking a little bit it's good it'll stop in a second but and we've had a couple decent sized ones that are like that kind of make you stop and like really think. <laughs>
1: Most of them, you could mistake it for creaking in the house.
0: <laughs> yeah, but every now and then you get like that, just that big jolt out of nowhere, and it's like, damn, did we just get hit by a truck or something? Like what happened? <laughs> I didn't mind,
2: yeah there was one that was really loud that it was in the middle of the night we were sleeping and then it it sounded like this really loud bang it was kind of weird how, how it happened and then everything shook for like once or twice and then it was done but it woke us up out of a dead sleep we're like what the heck was that <laughs> yeah,
1: an interesting phenomenon <laughs>
2: yeah
0: oh absolutely i mean it's something that keeps you on your toes i mm-hmm. mean i was I'm talking with somebody about this and uh, we're talking about the difference between hurricanes and earthquakes. And it's like, well, I mean, the, the nice thing about hurricanes is at least there's a season for them. Um, <laughs> earthquakes literally just happen whenever they feel
1: like it. It's
2: always earthquake season.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I honestly thought they were going to be, um, because I've never, re- I've never lived in an area where they were too much. Like where, when I live lo- where I lived at in Oregon was far enough away from California and it's earthquake issues so I didn't really feel them um or if, if you felt them at all um and then in North Carolina again we weren't we weren't we weren't near the fault line so we didn't feel where they were North and South of, South of us so I didn't know what to expect and it was kind of a little scary at <laughs> first for me because my first one he was at work and I was in the apartment I was in the apartment we were staying in and so everything started like shaking and the doors started rattling I was- and then our fan that was above the bed in the bedroom I immediately was off the bed. I was like, I don't really know what to do in this situation.
0: So, <laughs> I've been told go stand in the doorway and I'm not sure. I think that's something structurally more sound there, but yeah, I, if I don't have kids, I have to keep track of. I'm I'm getting outside of. It's a really big one.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, they say, because we were in the apartment, and we were on the top floor, and so they said don't run out of the building in that situation. Stand in a doorway. They said stand in where and don't and if your doorways on an outside on an outside part of your your home, don't stand in that. So you're going to be more inside the house. I said, okay, that's, I don't know how much sense that makes or what that does, but I just followed what online said I was like, right,
0: store. That that makes sense. So quick comment from uh, Talani and, hey Talani, uh, she says they have larger pantries in the houses up here in, up here in Alaska. And uh, yeah, I think that actually does check out from what I'm remembering just from having lived in Texas and other places. (laughs)
2: it depends on the the maybe the year of the house too maybe um because ours we don't have a pantry
1: (laughs) but i'm sure houses that do have pantries probably do have bigger ones yeah they probably (laughs)
2: are a bit larger yeah
1: (laughs) that is true well i think it's also
0: the uh like the newer stuff too
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um like um i'm noticing like a lot of the the new build like those pantries are pretty prominent in there now too which um you know kind of uh Kind of makes me uh, question that a little bit as to why, because we've actually seen more and more like people eating out than what we did in previous generations. So I'm not sure why the houses built in the 80s have like next to no pantry. And the thing we have nowadays is like big pantries. So
2: I think it's I think it's the influencers online that are, yeah. that are getting out whatever pantries they have and making them bigger to, to put like all their counters and stuff in there. <laughs> I blame TikTok. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's totally it. The the builders <laughs> are spending too much time on TikTok. If you all actually did your job,
1: <laughs> maybe we'd have more houses. <laughs> blame TikTok. It's, it's probably, it's false. Awesome. I limit, like the influencing of it. <laughs> because
2: our pantry is far from North Carolina at all. But it's like, you watch like DIYers and they're like, let's go knock out a wall and they expand their pantry. So. <laughs>
0: and yeah, then, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't watch TV very much, by the way, but I, you know, occasionally I'll go to the gym and, um, and, uh, just run on the treadmills and I've got like my own, like own earbud things going on over here, but I'm seeing like all the TVs in front of me, like every other TV has got like some home improvement renovation kind of a show going on right now. So yeah, I guess, uh, still a demand for it, by the way, completely off topic. <laughs> okay so a quick question here if you could change one thing about Alaska so far, what would it be?
1: Oh uh, that we have a chick-fil-a <laughs>
0: Yes <laughs> I, I would totally agree with that
2: <laughs> um honestly so so for me nothing everything everything's good for me right now so. He's the one who has to be more out and about and stuff like that. So like, <laughs> if I don't get, so I pack his lunches for work. But if I don't get to his pre meal before work, he'll stop and go eat somewhere. Some that's he doesn't have a lot of options for that.
0: <laughs> yep, that that uh, definitely does check out. I does <laughs> mean that. Yeah, I mean we're we're a little better than what we were a couple decades ago. I I will give him that. But, yeah, you still don't have quite as many like uh, franchises as what you had before. I'm, um, you know, realize realize the other day, it's like, OK, well, we don't have a Red Lobster here. We've got um, Outback Steakhouse. So that's something. But you <laughs> know, if you just want like good chain restaurant food, I, I'm not sure if I'm coming across as
1: kind of white trash right now. But
2: <laughs> I just thought of one shipping. Shipping. I would yeah, change honestly, shipping
1: yeah honestly yeah if i could change one thing i would do that
2: because in the south or if i go to the lower 48 at all anywhere we go i have got to stop at a hobby lobby or home goods those are like my candy stores and home goods will ship up here but my favorites hobby lobby they do not ship up here and they are not up here so it's, it's, it's like a hassle if i want something i have to make like a i have to plan to make a trip
1: some things (laughs) won't ship at all Mm -hmm. um some companies don't even want to bother with having an option to ship to alaska i i ordered uh i homebrew and so i ordered a uh i ordered a setup to homebrew again and it was going to be an obscene like 350 dollars to have it shipped the whole setup shipped up here and i ended up going through one of those shipping consolidation services that they'll uh Gather all the parts of your order together. You just ship them to Seattle, their address in Seattle, and then they'll barge them up. And it was like 160, but still, it, oh, it hurt my soul. I was used to free next day shipping all the time, no matter what, in North Carolina. And definitely don't get that here.
2: I shop a lot online. So, yes, if, if I find something I like and you can't get it up here, that's one thing I would change.
1: Right. That's, yeah, that's definitely the, the best yeah. <laughs> um, option for what I could, I would change.
0: Yeah, like if you're, um, I feel like if you're kind of that more of a shopaholic where you're just going to be ordering a ton of stuff online and like you just can't stop yourself, I feel oh. like your ability to control is probably going to increase when you move to Alaska just because anything you buy is going to take about two weeks. So you just have to think, well, am I going to like this thing in two weeks? Um, I imagine it would probably help I don't know I imagine it would help
2: I'm not, <laughs> try, I'm not a, chop-aholic, a chopaholic but the packages have <laughs> gotten a lot less
1: you'll uh, you'll <laughs> become more of a patient person and you'll save money and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put a good spin on it
0: <laughs> so true so true <laughs> all right got a question here from Ashley you probably don't get tornadoes much do you
2: I haven't seen any
1: since we've been here no we haven't been here that long I don't. I don't think we'd be the best to answer that but I don't think so right
0: yeah, I've, uh, I, I've yet to hear of one in Alaska. Like, I mean, obviously there's always a, always a first, but as far <laughs> as I know, we've never had a tornado up here. All right, folks, well, we got a couple more, couple more questions here, and then we'll start, uh, start wrapping it up here. So if you do have any uh, questions, comments about what it's like living in Alaska, you know, how to move up here, all that good stuff. Um, this is uh, getting close to your final call, so I'll make sure you get those in the comments section and we'll knock those out before we're done. So this is just kind of the kind of the flagship question we get all the time about, you know, what it's uh, when people are thinking about moving up here. What are the pros and the cons? So for you guys so far, just in your experience, what are really the pros and cons of living in Alaska?
1: um definitely number one is the scenery i mean everywhere you look could could be off a national geographic uh (laughs) yeah that's definitely the biggest uh, pro pro Mm -hmm. um very minimal traffic uh not very many people you go into a store it's not very crowded at all um
2: we're actually starting to recognize some of the same people if we go to the store it's just like you're starting to recognize who you see in rotation. You may not know their names, but you definitely see, you see yeah. the same people.
1: People are very friendly. I've noticed mm-hmm. you know, people we've had to interact with very friendly, very community centered. Like uh, we joined a church and uh, down in Ocean View, and they welcomed us with open arms. And um, everybody's kind of been like that that we've encountered.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I I kind of like the idea of being so close to uh, wilderness. Like you're you're also very close to everything you need but you go you know down the road a little bit and you're you're in just uh nothing but you know but free air free air and <laughs> it's very easy to get away um con uh probably the the same cons you here uh the cost of living's a little higher which as we discussed didn't end up being that bad definitely not a deal breaker by any means and shipping shipping is definitely a big one um it could be expensive to leave the state too that's that's probably uh the top three cons i would say
2: yep i think yeah i think that's about, about it and then i guess yeah. personally some cons for us is that we're, we're so far away from family it takes you we gotta really plan mm-hmm. to go back home mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, I mean, just going home and visiting is not something you really do on accident.
1: I get <laughs> no, like
0: it; it, uh, it takes quite a, a quite history. an effort to get even get out of the state. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: All right, outstanding. So we got some questions here. So let's let's go ahead and jump into these real quick. Or wait, hold on. I think we've got no. Let's let's get to some questions real quick. So, for those of you who are, um, who are watching, if you've been holding out, you got a got a burning question. You've just been shy about throwing it out there. Now is a good time to to just throw it out there. So, question here from Brandon: uh, What is what's something you can't get there that you do not miss?
1: Hmm. Can't get here, but I don't miss. I don't know. That's a hard one. You have any? Mm. Can't get, but don't miss. I don't know. I'm having trouble with that one. Hmm. I can't think
2: of anything physical. Um, the only thing—well, not like there's things I need. can't get that I do miss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm, that's a uh, that's a good question because I'm trying to I'm trying to think this through now too. <laughs> I can't get here, but I don't miss. Hmm. You know what? I would say there's uh there's a lot of like uh really nice cars and everything in other states. Mm-hmm. And uh that's that's really something you don't see a whole whole lot of up here in Alaska. So, I mean, yeah, that's not necessarily something that I I really miss like just well, seeing on the road. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's you don't really see any of that. Mm-hmm. I guess. If somebody does have a nice car you can't
1: tell from all the uh silt and dirt on it <laughs> okay. I mean it really is the
0: it really is the truth I mean the other thing too if you get a really nice car like I would be like non-stop like worrying about it the entire time because yeah there's there there's just so many loose rocks and everything kicking up that I mean it's gonna get a crack in the windshield so fast yeah not a clean
2: windshield <laughs> I guess kind of taking that question kind of from another angle looking at it from another angle is like so in most big cities that you go to in the lower 48 you've got all these massive you've got all these massive highways and bridges and then it takes you two hours to get 10 miles down the road um but you so you can't get that here and i do not miss it
1: (laughs) you can't get traffic and you don't miss it
2: So, I mean, the, the, looking at the rush hour here and then come, like, I was just in North Carolina last week. So looking at rush hour here and it may, it might take you an extra five minutes to get somewhere at five, five o'clock. It's, a, so, if you're, it's a, so, but it's not that bad com- mm-hmm. comparative to living in a massive city where we were in. And then you've got all these intersections that go to the different bridges that, t- that loop on top of each other. And then five o'clock you, you're just stay at work an extra 30 minutes and then you might miss it or you just, (laughs) I I don't miss traffic. So something you can't get and I don't miss.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, I I really got to second that because we had, um, I, you know, was in Florida just a little bit ago, kind of driving around and it kind of made me laugh because just going a couple miles was going to take like 15 minutes easily, like (laughs) every time. And it's like in Alaska, you kind of just factor in, you're going to be going about 65, 70 anywhere you're going. Like for the most part, uninterrupted by traffic.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, where I was staying, so where, where we used to live in North Carolina, so where I was staying was just a couple streets over from where that was. And I would take one highway to work every day. And I if I didn't leave at a precise time, Um, it would take me an hour to get there and it was only 13 miles from our house and it would take me an hour to get to work every day Um, and then um, i have now same so this time it's a little bit worse I I, I feel like there's more people from where uh, back in that city I feel like there's a lot more people because it took me an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes to get 13 miles down the road because you're stop and go stop and go and it's just too congested so, I definitely don't miss any of that. <laughs> it gives me anxiety now every time I have to go back. Oh my god, I'm not used to these people.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone says everywhere that everyone in their state drives really crazily,
1: <laughs> um,
0: and that's, I mean, we've we've got a claim to that as well. But um,
2: there's a whole page about
0: it. <laughs> there's a whole page to it. Yeah, you you just got to make sure you're just hang out in the right lane and just let them go. Just let them go do whatever they do and hopefully <laughs> hopefully they don't slow everyone down if they get into a wreck like that's just right. always kind of my pet peeve i know hopefully it sounds <laughs> yeah well I, I it sounds terrible and i'm gonna sound like a jerk instantly for saying this but up here somebody gets into a wreck slows the entire highway down like mm-hmm. in the winter time your first knee-jerk reaction is usually not any kind of sympathy or empathy it's like <laughs> oh you Idiot, you were driving recklessly. You got into like a, you put yourself in the embankment, and now half the state is being backed up literally on the highway because there's you're
2: acting a fool. There's only one highway in and one way out. Yeah, one you way don't way have out. many
1: options for that. So, no, not effect, at all. You get no traffic, but on the other hand, if there's anything that happens on the Glen, you're <laughs> forget it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: you're going to be stuck you, you can't just get off an exit and reroute no mm-hmm. google's going to be like can't reroute you're stuck
0: <laughs> that's yeah you're in this for the long haul <laughs> and uh, like during the the earthquake we had back in 2018 um you know our um our bridge got shook so bad that you couldn't actually like drive across it for i think it was like a week or so so they had to go check it evaluate it make sure it was all good but uh, yeah, for that reason, like our um, our transportation logistics system around here is actually like a case study in a lot of um, um, civil engineering mm-hmm. uh, courses and saying mm-hmm. what a precarious like transportation system looks like just because like you take out that one bridge, that one road and about two thirds of the state is isolated. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's is not God. great. <laughs> All right, got a question here from Quarter Sister. Um, are you doing gardening?
2: Um yes. Um so as far as the bears, again, we haven't really we they're we're seeing reports of them like right up the road, but we haven't encountered any gardening. I have a brown thumb, not a green thumb, but I am trying gardening this year. I'm excited. So my we sprouts... moved in in
1: October, so we haven't had a chance to enjoy a summer in our right. new home. So
2: yeah, I'm just waiting to put everything in the ground right now. But we do have a we everything is fenced in because I'm I think I'm more of I think I'd be more upset if so. I've had my first successful sprouting season for gardening. I've attempted this in the past, and I would be more upset if it got if it got eaten by a moose before
0: it could actually go anywhere, then I would be concerned about the bears right now. Yeah, I mean yeah, those moose different. are just absolute menaces too. <laughs> I don't think people I don't think people really appreciate how big they are and how easily they can step right over your six foot fence like it's nothing
2: exactly <laughs> especially with the snow and they just they just climb over but they're very very tall <laughs> yeah I've seen I've, I've seen that bears can climb over fences also pretty easily um and there's some pretty unique videos about that that somebody had like their camera set up and pointed at their backyard because it's where their opening to their gate was and they weren't home and they said well this happened while we were at work and a, a mom and her two and her two cubs climbed up over their fence and were in their backyard and I said I don't know what I would do in that instance uh be like all right well <laughs> i'm gonna attempt to get out of here but um yeah no gardening i'm gonna try that because a lot of people say that um, if you grow your own vegetables and stuff it might help a little and i'm gonna get into canning if they've got an over if i if, it, if i've got an overproduction. but a lot of people say that might actually help offset kind of the cost of living because now you're growing your own and if you can it then you can store it
0: yep absolutely but, Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds you're uh, speaking like an Alaskan already. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Monica, random, but can you get um fresh shrimp or seafood?
2: I
1: haven't had I don't think I've had shrimp since I've been here, but the seafood's been excellent. The sushi I thought it's very good.
2: Yeah, and there is definitely if you go out to eat from what we've seen from summertime to the winter time if you order seafood it's quite a bit more expensive so i'm going to assume it's more fresh in the summer than what it would be in the winter (laughs) but i'm not i'm not sure how how to answer that
0: yeah i mean usually fresh seafood probably your best bet is going to be to go, go catch it on your own um which i mean you can do that up here so that that's really cool but um yeah, for stuff like shrimp, I'm really not sure. Now salmon, yeah, you can catch that all day long. That's, that's going to be pretty simple. Brian from Mr. Brandon here. Did you um, have to spend a lot of money to get the proper clothes for the winter? And can you find good gear by thrifting?
1: I don't think you have to spend a lot of money on uh, proper winter clothes. Like that, uh, Yukon extremes jacket I got from work, I think was only like 200 bucks, which, which is kind of expensive, but you know, it's a, it's a good jacket that I've been using pretty much all season. Um, yeah, but you can also go thrifting. There's, there's all the very good brands are here. So I imagine that the thrift stores would be pretty packed with, with good brand name gear
2: and pretty warm too. I, I don't, I, leave the house every once in a while but i think throughout the entire winter except for whenever that i think the week or two that we were really in the negatives i've honestly kind of hung out in a sweatshirt the entire like anything as long as it's a a sweatshirt and it's for i like as long as it's i don't know kind of soft i'm happy i'm warm
1: yeah working outdoors i like um i like those uh um extra tough boots i have like an insulated not they're not extra tough brand but i have like an insulated pair of uh um waterproof boots like that and I'll usually wear those with flannel lined pants because I don't really like thermal underwear it doesn't really I don't like the constricting of it right I like the flannel lined jeans and then I'll have a hoodie and then that Carhartt and that usually does me just fine
2: and I just wear jeans and my boots and a sweater so if we go out and about I we, we bought really big jackets right before we came out here and I We attempted to use them once here in Anchorage, but it wasn't cold enough to do so without overheating. Um, And but I think it's going to depend on like for proper winter clothes. I think it might depend on like where you're at.
1: Well, how long you're spending out outside, what you're doing. Like if you're doing activities (laughs) like uh, um, I was going fat tire biking, and fat tire biking you get pretty hot pretty quick, and so less is more. Um, But when I work outside at the airport. I tend to bundle up a little bit more cuz you're you're kind of stationary working on stuff and mm-hmm. you tend to get a little cold faster when you're not moving so much. So.
2: Gloves are gloves are great. Um like I go for walks and stuff and in the wintertime, like gloves gloves were great but again like you, you the more you're moving you're going to warm up. And yeah. but I think like our really super warm layers that we bought we think we used them in, in Fairbanks but we haven't had to use them too much here. Mhm.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't think you have to, uh, to wrap up, I don't think you have to spend a lot, that much money. Not, not a ton. I have a big raise does, uh, they do like 10 sales all the time. You get really good deals on that kind of stuff.
0: Yep. I mean, that, that's all true. Um, really, if you're going into like the super, super cold stuff, one of the best things you can do is just get like an, an outer shell. Like have all your layers and then get some kind of an outer shell that's very resistant to the wind. And, um, you know, that, that goes a long way, um, by shell, usually it's just like a really good, decent raincoat or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to by itself keep you warm, but it does keep like a lot of that air out. So it kind of protects all those layers too. Um, I was able to go running in like negative 20 degrees during the, the winter time. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to say that was pleasant, but I mean, (laughs) I survived, so did what it was supposed to do. <laughs> All right. So i got a couple comments from Chris here to take us home. So number one, things are spread out in Alaska. So if you're gonna be going for those longer drives, it's uh, pretty good to have a fuel efficient car. And I would have to agree with that. Um, went from a, a BMW to a Prius. And I gotta say, I'm loving the 55 miles to the gallon. So that's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. And we've got one more question here from Chris. So are you Alaska for life now?
1: That's definitely the plan. I mean, you never know what life's going to throw at you because we didn't even expect to be here at all Mm-mm. ever anyway. But yeah, that's the plan. Um, we we love it here. We're able to visit family, you know, when we need to. And we both like our job situation up here. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think so.
2: The plan initially was to give it a one year go <laughs> just to see what we thought.
1: Well, we were, you know, we were like, well, if they we don't like it, we could always move
2: back. Mm-hmm. Kinda, kinda and deal. I think we lasted it, what it was. We, it was four months before we started looking at houses mm-hmm. <laughs> and getting the idea. So, but yeah, for definitely, definitely for life. So we can help it.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's great to hear. And that's good to have you guys right there in that, in that area too. Mm-hmm. So you're, um, pretty much neighbors. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, Sean, Erica, I really do appreciate you guys just taking the time to kind of share your experience and you know what it's been like living in Alaska so far. Um, for folks that are looking at making the move up here, that that kind of feedback is is really useful for them. So I do appreciate you being generous with your time and what your experiences have been. Um, for everyone else, thank you very much for jumping onto the live stream. And um, you know, if you do have any uh, future questions about what it's like moving to Alaska, absolutely feel free to um, uh, feel free to reach out to me, and we'd be happy to answer as many of your questions as we can. Uh, whether, by the way, whether you're looking at buy, buying something or just looking at moving, renting, and getting yourself established, but. Yep, thank you very much for watching and we'll see you in a couple of weeks for the next live stream.